What does online only student ministry look like? Are you ready to find out? Because it's time. You're listening to the Church Digital Sidekick Podcast, part of the TCD Podcast Network. Hey heroes, my name is Tom Pounder and this is the Church Digital Sidekick Podcast. This is the podcast where I talk to ministry leaders and we talk about how you can do ministry more effectively in this very digital and online world. And today I'm really excited because I have Taylor Terpstra on. And again, I've said I'm really excited about these interviews before, but this one got me super, super excited because Taylor, to my knowledge, is the first ever online-only student minister. That's right, online-only student minister. What is he doing? How did he get this job? We talk about all this stuff today in the podcast, so I'm really excited to have Taylor on and for him to share his encouragement, what he's discovered about online ministry to students, what that looks like, and how that could look like for you and your church. Is it even possible for you and your church? We're going to talk about all that in today's interview. But before we do that, I do want to highlight the Church Digital real quick. At the Church Digital, we have a ton of different podcasts in our podcast network, and we also have a lot of coaching and cohorts starting up. So if you want to learn how to do digital or digital or even metaverse ministry, Go to the Church Digital right now, hit on the equipping page to get in one of the cohorts or get some coaching, but also go to the podcast page where you can see about all the different podcasts that are happening to encourage you in your online and digital ministry. Actually, even in your whole ministry, because we've got a lot of different voices encouraging people in ministry in general. So I want to encourage you to check out the church.digital in our equipping page and the podcast page today. All right, so let's get an interview right now talking to Taylor about how he's doing online ministry and what that might look like for you in your ministry. All right, with me right now is Taylor Terpstra. Taylor, how are you, man? I'm doing good, doing good. Good to be here. Good to, oh, I'm glad you're here. You're out in California, right? Yes, California. That is awesome. See, we're on opposite coast because I'm out in DC and you're out in California. So, so to, to get us started on this, uh, let's just go through about what you do and how you got started in that. Yeah, so I am the online youth lead at Sandals Church, which already sounds interesting as a title for sure. Um, I got there during the pandemic, so I was hired right at the end of 2020. Um, in December was like my first start date. So I started right before Christmas. Um, but yeah, I basically was at another church, um, called river Valley church in Minnesota. That's where I was living previously. And during, during COVID I was helping with like social media and online services as everyone transitioned to online only we did as well. And I had been on that team in some various roles, but I, at that time, was specifically doing like social media work, um, trying to grow those channels. And that was something I was passionate about. So when online hit, it was like, they basically were like, tapped me on the shoulder and were like, hey, can you help out with this? We don't really know like what we're doing. And we think you might have like a good gauge on it. And I was like, yeah, I'll take a crack at it. And so it came up with like an online service started doing stuff on YouTube and um, realized that everyone doesn't necessarily have the gifts and talents or likes to do that type of stuff, but I really loved it. So for some 
COVID was really draining, really hard and really challenging, but I would say the opposite. Um, the pandemic was awesome <laughs> and like not the pandemic side, but in the way that it forced churches to work um, differently, to think differently, um, doing ministry online was something that I found was like, this, this is like my lane. And I wish that this was happened sooner. Yeah. And um, so grew a YouTube channel. Um, we had at that church at the time, like I think 300 subscribers before, um, before COVID. And then by the end of my time there, we were at like 1800 subscribers on YouTube, which was wow. more, yeah, it's crazy, which was more than what our audience was in person for students. Like the church ran around 800 students on a Wednesday night across multiple campuses. So we grew our youth audience by quite a bit. And so that was like kind of where I knew I wanted to do something different in ministry. And I came across a post. I knew Justin Knowles from afar. He's a legend in the youth ministry world and he's now my boss. Um, <laughs> he, he posted something, I think like on his Facebook about they were thinking about hiring someone to do online stuff for youth. And I remember seeing that and being like, that's interesting. Um, that could be cool. And not really like thinking too deeply into it, but I remember like a flag in my mind popped up. Like I remember clearly seeing it, reading it, being interested in it and, uh, but not like pursuing it or anything like that. And then he posted another post and I was like, guys, remember when I posted about that online like thing we were thinking about, it's a position, it's real. There's a job description, like come work with us. And um, I, I basically like, I messaged him and I was like, dude, like, I don't know really much about this, but I know that I think this is something that I want to do. I'm really passionate about it. And I think that this could be cool. And so we talked, chatted several interviews down the road, all, um, all remote, by the way, all remote interviews. And then I ended up at St. Louis Church. It was the right fit for sure. Um, it's super cool. Like, even like the job description has changed so much since I've gotten here, obviously. Um, yeah. But right now I do, I, I work for the online campus. So we, we treat our online audience like a campus and we have, um, we have sermons on the weekend that are live streamed specifically for online with online chat hosts, all that. So I help with some of the, some of the weekend stuff. So that's some of my responsibility. And then I produce and edit the service for Wednesday nights for youth um, online. And then so the produce and editing side is part of my job. And then also uh, extra content as well to engage our online audience. And, and we can talk more about it later, but it's more so like we're, we're really finding that online is very different than in person. So you can't really just like regurgitate what uh, church has looked like for the last 20 years. You really have to uh, adapt and, and change quite a bit of things to make, make it make sense on YouTube and, and really reach people. So. Dude, this is awesome. This is better than I even anticipated it to be. So this is, this is fantastic. So, okay. So were you doing in were you doing student ministry before you got okay sucked i'll say sucked into online yeah so, okay so that's that's a typical story that seems like 
a lot of student ministers get get put into that. Um, did you have any reservations about going from in-person, hands-on student ministry to doing online stuff? Um, it's actually crazy. So I, at the time, had stepped down from being like a traditional like youth pastor. I, I led a campus, had like in-person ministry, did the whole like weekly gathering, big events, all of that stuff for a little while and was like feeling not like, I don't know, it was more so like just really like, is this really like what I'm supposed to do kind of, but knowing that I was really passionate about student ministry, but not necessarily knowing if like the role didn't feel right, basically. Yeah. It didn't like, it didn't like fit in every essence. And I, uh, I remember really like praying about it and being like, God, like what, like what, what's next for me? Like, this is like what I've banked most of my life on and like have pursued quite a bit. And like, what, what's next? Cause like, if I can't be this, then like, what does that mean for me? And it's crazy because I watched, I like always go back to this, but I watched a Gary V video just nice. I love on Gary social v. media. Yeah. Yeah. He's a pretty cool dude. Um, so watched the Gary V video and it was someone that had like called in and asked about specifically about church and social media. And they were asking him like, um, if all of these businesses are like doing all of these things to market their product to people and like get this in front of people like social media and all of these it was like about advertising and sending all these like paid ads on Facebook and all this stuff. He's like, and churches are still handing out like flyers. It's like, why? Like, he's like, have they fallen behind? Is there any chance that the church can catch up and like do what businesses do in terms of reaching people? And he's like, he said something that was really interesting. And it really struck me of like, he said along the lines of, it is possible, but they have to put in the work in order to advance themselves to the place of realizing that the world, like he didn't say the world, but I would say the world is doing everything to reach people. And so like the church isn't <laughs> basically. And so uh, that like struck me and was like a very like convicting thing. And so I spent about like, I stepped down, I spent about like seven or eight months teaching myself like um I like went to YouTube University in terms of like video editing Photoshop learned about like I took like a Facebook advertising class like all these like weird things that I felt like would matter in the long run and I just like was passionate about absorbing as much information in terms of how do businesses operate in terms of marketing to people, in terms of getting the word out, in terms of being in front of people? And then like, how do we translate that? Not in a way of like, we want to be gimmicky or we want to sell things, but like, because we have the best, like we have the best product. We have, we have the answer for people. And so like, if we're not trying to put that in front and using every tool that's available to us, then we're missing it. And so, um, that's what got me in. So I never had any reservation, I would say, about like transitioning from in-person ministry to online ministry. In fact, I'd say I'm probably more comfortable in online ministry because it truly feels like this is like what God has had planned all along. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I'm really excited for just like being where I am in terms of 
the growth and even like I think post-COVID is kind of like the term that's being thrown around but in the online world COVID really shaped like how people interacted with the internet and even specifically with church and so now that we're post-COVID I think that we're going to see another like big shift in terms of how people interact online and so I'm just glad that I'm in this space that I get to explore and learn and innovate and I think that that's what's cool is that every day is different every week something changes so yeah man dude that's awesome I I'm very similar to you in the sense that when I took over and did some online ministry I was doing I wasn't doing online student ministry but I was doing online ministry I I I I had no training whatsoever I went to school to be a youth pastor and so Mm -hmm. I wanted I wanted to do student ministry and then this opportunity came about years ago and and I had to self taught myself to self-teach myself and I love how you just went on YouTube and and did all those classes and you learned about Facebook ads it's I mean I'm not gonna say it's not rocket science but it's accessible it's really there if you want to learn you will be able to learn because there's lots of tools out there for you uh to learn I I I love what you're doing this just gets me all excited Uh are you is there some element of your job right now that you do that you're just loving like what is something that you're just loving to do right now yeah so for there's a couple things I would say but I'd say the top two things are one I manage our twitch team so we have uh we have a team of youth lead volunteers that are youth leads in person at a campus but they volunteer some of their hours of the week to actually play video games I know it's so sacrificial but um (laughs) they they will they stream live so right now we stream live twice a week on twitch and we do it for mostly our both in person and online whoever wants to join can join and hang out and the whole premise of it is to create a safe place for our students to game and have community um even like in a niche environment uh like gaming we just want to provide like all the access that's possible something that's a word that's thrown around a lot specifically at sandals is omni-channel so like we want to be like we want to be on every channel we want to be um very accessible by people and that goes for students too so there is students on twitch so we're creating a community on twitch and discord growing that that's been something that i really loved because i love video games personally I think it's a cool community, and I think um, I see a really great future in that for our student ministry, and even for, um, we've already seen students come to physical locations because of Twitch. We've seen students um, give their life to Jesus because of Twitch, because they've gotten plugged into community by that, and I think that that's just the easy primer and example that, like, that's something that can continue to grow and be big. Um the other thing that I really am passionate about is something that hasn't even released yet, but um, we're we're starting this year to do a YouTube show. So uh, right now, just on YouTube is our sermons and a few extra content that goes up every now and then. But now, every single week, starting in February, we're gonna have uh, we're gonna have a YouTube show, basically a podcast like this kind of um, that is that is dedicated to students questions um it's called the for real show and um we're gonna bring on experts and guests and students and all that stuff and i'll be interviewing them talking to them about whatever topic we're talking about 
um, that day. But the whole premise of the show is to create an environment where people can ask questions. They don't have to have the answers um, and they can sit in a questioning environment and be really comfortable in it um, because we're finding that sermons sermons specifically sometimes are too deep for people right away um when someone goes to church in person they choose and they kind of know what they're getting themselves into not that they know what church is like or gonna have these but they're gonna have some preconceived notions of what they're getting themselves into and they're kind of accepting it by going there when you're online the church is actually stepping into someone else's space and so we can't expect them to follow our rules, our um, our set standard of what a, a service runtime is, service looks like, all of these things. And so this show is trying to like step into that space and say like, we know we're in your space, but we have we have some thoughts, we have some opinions, we have we have some things we'd like to talk about with you but we want to hold it in a place that's very open and receiving to any question and whatever. So we want to talk about the hard stuff, the real stuff. And um, we want to hear from students. We want to hear questions. So there's always going to be an option for students to text in questions. So that's something that I'm really excited about. It's my brainchild, something that um, we're going to have releasing every single week. It's to widen our, funnel so that there's more people that can access our content and then from there if those questions don't get resolved in the conversation then maybe they check out a sermon and they can get those questions further resolved by hearing some more from the word of god and things like that so dude this is awesome i I love this Uh, because again people go to youtube to get questions answered and if you're answering the questions that you've got a great audience there are you are you going to do this show live or is it pre-recorded um all of our stuff is pre-recorded right now except for um some of our twitch so the show will definitely be pre-recorded um the reason for that is also like uh quality for one and two like we i would say like we try to pre-record a lot of stuff so that it saves time and so we're a, a pretty big church and so there's a lot of people that need to use the the facilities we have a studio at the church and so like we record in studio we have some days reserved of the month and so we'll record all four episodes that will release that month in one day um because efficiency right so and i edit everything so then it gives me a a nice long runway to edit and do all the post-production stuff so that's cool um do you uh do you have a separate sandals youth channel or is it all under the sandals church channel and then you have a separate playlist or something like that no so it we do have our own youth youtube channel sandals church has the main youtube channel and then um i think we're we're under there as like followed channels so like they will see like if they go to sandals church's youtube channel they'll see like we have a youth YouTube channel, we have a worship YouTube channel, and we have a kids YouTube channel. And those are like our big categories right now. Who knows what they'll be in the future, but that's what it is right now. And then if you go to our YouTube channel, there's playlists of like all of our sermon series, different things like that. 
it's pretty organized. It looks pretty good, but it's cool that you asked this because yesterday I actually met with um, a pretty large YouTube producer for a YouTube channel that has a ridiculous amount of following that I don't even want to say because it's embarrassing, but um, they, they're a volunteer for Samuel's church. And so they're going to be, um, they're going to be helping like analyze our videos. So I'm actually sending them our analytics every single week after a video and they just give us advice and they're like whether you take the advice or not is up to you but like here's my opinion on it and so i'm excited to get some of our first reports back to start changing and tweaking some things to help um fit the youtube model a little bit better because um there has been a lot of shifting and like i said we're trying to really fit like not the church model but more so like a youtube model that has church stuff in it so that's great i i love again your omni-channel approach on the sense that you've got youtube stuff you're doing specific things here on youtube you got stuff on twitch you got a discord um where have you found if it's possible i mean where have you found the most engagement is there something that you're doing i'm sure it's not like you know twitter or something like that are you doing tiktok you know yeah so we're doing TikTok for sure. So we're our main channels for we I would say ah this is tough. So we do we do I would divide it by like social media and then there's video content. So our video content would be YouTube and Twitch. Like that's strictly like longer form video, whether it's live streamed or like pre-recorded, that's YouTube Twitch. And then social media, which would be really short form, like everything under two minutes, um, video, photo, whatever, that's Instagram, TikTok. And then we also have Snapchat as well. So uh, yeah, so those are our three channels. Um, I don't personally manage the social media channels. That would be way too much for me to do, but um, I am in charge of the video side. So uh twitch and youtube that's like my oversight and then um social media has someone else that's on the youth team they run that stuff but we partner together and collaborate pretty much on everything that goes across all channels um because it plays into online it also plays into like in person as well so the way that i view it is like if it's a win for online usually it's a win for in person as well because it's getting the word out to people so that's kind of how we have, that's kind of how we've ran things for the last year. I've only been on staff for a little over a year now. So, yeah. Yeah, this is awesome. Okay. So, the, dude, I could probably talk to you for a really long time. <laughs> so we might have to have follow-up conversations on this. But uh, what, uh, as great as things have been going, have there been any challenges that you've encountered while doing this? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would say the number one challenge is groups. Um, we have been, so Sandals is really like groups and community oriented. Like if there's an end game for somebody like at our church, it's getting them plugged into a group. Mm -hmm. And so when I came on staff as the online youth lead, they were like, they're like, we need digital groups. We want, we want to see students going into digital groups, but as the, as that like mandate was given, as the work started happening and as we were like fleshing out, like, what does this look like? How do we get this happening? We ran some groups for the year. Um, and we realized that getting a student to go from an anonymous username 
on YouTube to a known face in a Google Meet or Zoom call, whether it's with other students or just you, the leader, like that is a challenge mm -hmm. uh, because most students, um, if they're in person, have no problem doing that. But if they're coming for the first time or checking it out, like they're not going to do that. Uh, and so most of our groups that were digital were meeting digital because of the pandemic. So they either weren't comfortable coming back to church yet, or there was some other reasons. And so like they were tuning in digitally to small group, totally cool, totally fine. But as the pandemic uh, lightened up, as, as things started getting better, we have seen like that decrease in our groups. And so my challenge has been, how do we operate? How do we do groups? And like, what's that going to look like in the year 2022? How do we, how do we not even necessarily do groups, but how do we facilitate the same feeling of community um, where it's not just like content driven. It's not just, um, it's not just like, Hey, check out this video. We're going to talk in the chat during the premiere and hang out, like whatever. I genuinely am trying to like create like what would be considered digital community where students are engaging, not just like in the content, but also with each other, with the leaders, all of that stuff. And so I've tried a couple of things. We've landed on a couple of things for the year, whether they work or not, I'll let you know later. But um, what we're going to be doing for this next year uh, is we're doing a Bible study open house is kind of what I'm calling it. So um, what that looks like is three times a week, I'm going to be live streaming a daily reading plan um, from our app. So basically that's three different platforms at three different times. And I'm calling it an open house because it's come and go, like whatever you want to do, come check it out. Come, Don't hang out at all, like whatever you want to do. And the premise of this is, during those times and places that were live because making it live makes people want to show up hopefully. Mm -hmm. And um, then it's unique. It's special. It's different every time, but those open houses will facilitate conversation in the chat. And as that chat moves into greater conversation, greater people, people moving from, Oh, I'm checking this open house out to, I want to buy the house. Well, if they want to buy the house, then we're going to move them into a different place, a different platform and conversation. But we're going to start on a very, assess a very accessible place, a platform where they don't have to show their face, platform where they can just like be themselves, do their thing. And so like, we're going to do that on Twitch. So we're going to do a live Bible study on Twitch from the phone, not even from a big gaming computer setup, like just from the phone, hanging out, physical Bible open, chilling, reading, answering questions, whatever that looks like, 10, 15 minutes, knock it out, we're done. And then on another day, we're going to live stream on YouTube, same thing, super casual from the phone, chilling, hanging out, whatever, reading the Bible. And then as those conversations and the same people keep showing up, we're going to invite those people into a next step, right? And that next step will be a group. So what it's been is online has been church has these building blocks there's like these things that that mean discipleship to a church right and you take those steps and you want every single person to take that step online has been we have these steps we know people we want people to take and we know that like we'll get them there but we've had to make like 
half steps between the steps to make it more accessible for people online because those steps are too big of a step for digital. And so that's kind of been where we're at. And I'm, I'm excited that we figured it out. It's taken us some time, but um, I'm really excited about these half steps and, and how that will, how that will change how many people get from A to B and then B to C. So. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, I'm glad to hear that I'm not the only one who's when we've done online Bible studies with students that they don't like to show up and they don't like to show their face because of all the demo age demographics I work with, teenagers just hate to be on Zoom or hate to be on that thing. It's in, uh, you know, but I love that that new thing that you're doing. And I'm, I love how you're doing it three different times and on different platforms. I think that's a really cool thing. You're, you're definitely going to have to let me know how it goes. Uh, I think that's awesome. Okay. So what gets you as we're we're kind of wrapping up here, what, what gets you the most excited as we're moving in, as you've been doing it for over a year now, you know, Mm -hmm. what, what gets you the most excited? Yeah, I would say like, ah, the metaverse, man, the metaverse. I'm glad you said that. I'm glad you said that. Um, I think like, I don't know, man. I just think that as as the church is figuring out like what digital ministry, you're going to see some churches that are willing to do whatever it takes. And then you're going to see some churches that are a little scared to take those next steps because they're like, eh, is it worth it? Like whatever. But I think I think the future, whether we like it or not, we have to rationalize that. Like it's okay if we don't like the direction that the world is headed or that the country is headed but technology is continuing to move faster and faster and faster and if we don't try to if we don't try to keep up and use the tools that are being created to reach people then we're crazy like we're absolutely nuts and so the metaverse might seem like what's the metaverse what is it is it even real no it's not real but it is real to some people yeah and so So like that person that thinks the metaverse is real needs to find out that God is real as well. And so like, if you're not going there and you're not talking to people in the metaverse, even though it's really uncomfortable, like God calls us to not be in our comfort zone. We need to be like, we need to be reaching people. And so, yeah. So I, I want to see us as churches all across the world move into those territories. Like, metaverse pops up and we start seeing people talk about it let's plant some churches in the metaverse you know like let's do some stuff some crazy stuff and um put resources into it and not just like expect things to happen but like put money where your mouth is like let's let's invest in it so i'm definitely i'm definitely thinking through looking through excited about what the metaverse means for ministry um i don't know if you you probably have seen like the life church person that got saved um in the metaverse with one of their first services there i think like that challenges me that that definitely like is like okay so what does that mean and i'm just out here like we're trying to figure out what weekend services look like still and i think that um i think that like we have to do both right simultaneously let's let's tweak and configure things we're already doing but also like let's continue to innovate let's continue to to try new things even if everything we do isn't perfect like god can still move in that um 
And I think that's, I think that's a word for every church. If it's not perfect, God can still move in it. Right. So like we have to, we have to keep trying. Dude, this is so encouraging to hear because I, I think the same way about the metaverse. Again, the metaverse may not be for me, but it's for people. And there are some people in there and they are, they are searching uh, for God, even in the metaverse. And I think it's an opportunity right now for us to explore and figure it out. I mean, we are called to be missionaries, even digital missionaries. And that means going where people are. And if that's the metaverse, then that's an opportunity for us uh, to grow. Dude, this has been so encouraging. I am like super stoked. I, I do believe like you're like the first ever online student minister. I, I think uh, the, the vision that Sandals Church had to have this position but then they hear your vision, they hear what you're doing. You seem like the perfect person to be leading this way. And man, you, it's so encouraging talking to you. Thanks, man. Yeah, it's it's been like a crazy journey to get here for sure. And like uh, God has done a lot in my life personally to help me realize that this is like what he's called me to do. And also like, I just... I could be someone on the outside that is pointing fingers at the church, um, disappointed in what they're doing, mm -hmm. but I decided a long time ago to be the change that I want to see in the church. And that's, what's led me to where I am today. Like, instead of being broken and bitter, I decided to like, okay, let God use me in that. And, um, let's see, let's see the ship steered in a different direction, um, that helps that helps reach more people. So I mean, I'm just about reaching people, man. Dude, your humility is infectious. It is amazing. And God is using you. And I, I just can't wait to see what your ministry looks like six months from now, a year from now. Um, and so you and I will be in touch some more because I'm going to want to pick your brain about a lot of different things. Uh, but Taylor, as we kind of wrap up, uh, how can someone connect with you? If, if, if they're looking for you and look, like have questions for you, What's a good way for them to connect with you? Yeah, uh, you can email me as always. That's a good one. So Taylor Terpstra at sandalschurch.com. That's my email. I'll always answer. And then my Instagram handle is Taylor Terpstra at Instagram. So yeah, that's pretty much it. Super simple. Um, I, I'm mostly updated on Instagram. I have a TikTok, but it's more so to observe, not as much to post. So that's great. Well, I will definitely include all those links on the show notes so that people can cool. connect with you. I hope they do. Uh, this is fascinating. Well, Taylor, thanks so much for being on the podcast with me today. I really appreciate it. Sweet. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. It's been awesome. All right. So what did you think? What encouraged you from that interview with Taylor? I mean, my mind was blown. My mind was going like a mile a minute after that interview because I thought, what can I do? What can my church do? to reach students more in an online format. How is that possible for us? Listen, it looks different than online ministry, but students are hanging out there. So what can we do to encourage people in our online ministry? How can we encourage students? They're there, let's encourage them. I would love to hear your thoughts on this. So hit me up on Twitter, at TA Pounder. And I've also included Taylor's contact information. If you have questions for him, he would love to talk to you and, and encourage you as well. So. There you have it. That wraps it up for this awesome edition of the Church Digital Psychic Podcast. Again, as always, if you enjoy the podcast, subscribe to it. Go to thechurch.digital and you can check out all my blog posts and, and podcasts as well, as long as the other voices in there 
uh, as well. But you can also subscribe to this YouTube version or the audio version on iTunes and Spotify. Is again, the Church Digital Sidekick Podcast. I would love for you to subscribe to it today. All right, heroes, well, thanks so much for being with me today. I hope you have a great rest of your day. Until next time, have a great one.